Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient. So you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. 
love your skin again, go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. The reality is, is that whenever we're having an emotional reaction to something, it's actually always about me. It's never actually about my child. Does that make sense? Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's giddy giddy. After we spoke with you, we just felt, you know, so much to think about and so much that that you could help so many people. And I think your platform's amazing. And I think what you have to offer is amazing. So before we get started, so tell us who you are and what you do. All right. So my name is Alana Carvalho. I'm a licensed mental health counselor, and I really specialize in helping people form like true, real, intimate relationships, uh, whether it's parent-child relationships or in a couple or um, just even friendships. But that's that's what I do. I help make relationships work. <laughs> I love oh, that. my God. So even um, like people come to you with friendship codependency issues. Oh, oh yeah. I think we have a problem. <laughs> no, because we're healthy. It's only a problem if we, we can't live without each other. That's not codependency. Um, I know that we already uh, we already did um, we already did a live with you with some of our audience, but this is a this is a, potentially a lot more uh, people in a different audience. So some of the things that we spoke of before, we're going to ask you again because I for sure. sure in the beginning wasn't completely aware of what codependency was with mm-hmm. um, with parents and children. Uh, I think I thought it was something a little bit different. So when we're talking about codependency people are in children. What does that mean? Okay. So last time we talked about it as I I gave you the example of the helicopter parent, but I want to give a general kind of understanding for people. Really, it's kind of the act of feeling a really strong emotional reaction or responsibility for someone else's feelings or experience. Okay. For example, like if your child is going through something difficult or even something minor, but you have a reaction to it and you put yourself into the situation to try to alleviate the feelings for your child, because because actually it's distressing for us as codependents to allow our child to feel their feelings. So oftentimes as codependent parents, we kind of get in the way of what's going on with our child to try to move their feelings, uh, you know, into a different space, um, or take care of a difficult situation that we feel like isn't going well for them. Um, and in a general way, um, a lot of parents, you know, that are listening are saying to themselves, like, I have jumped in to try and fix their feelings because it's so uncomfortable when they're sad or they're upset. And if I can jump in and fix it, 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 it'll, it'll, it'll stop faster and they won't have to feel that pain. But what is a long-term effect on a child that has a codependent relationship with, let's say, their mother, and then all of a sudden it's time for them to be either independent because they've gotten older or, or time to move out? Right. So this is one of the things we talked about last time that I think is really important is for parents to realize that you're not doing your child um, a service by helping them not feel their feelings. You want your child to feel their feelings. You want to um, learn how to navigate through difficult emotions so that later in life, when you're not there all the time, they can learn how to do the same thing and not try to just like get themselves out of those feelings really quickly. Because a lot of times that's where we start using different like dysfunctional things in our life to 
alleviate or avoid the feelings that we're feeling. Right. Yes. And, and that's, oh, yeah, we don't I want that. Part. Wait, I, I want to, I, I think it's just important to touch upon. I think a lot of parents who feel discomfort when their child feels discomfort, it's very normal. And that doesn't necessarily mean right. it's codependency. Those feelings don't equal that. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is when you go in and carry them through it so they don't feel it is when you have a red alert of codependency. And it's it, an example would be like they failed a grade and you called the teacher to make them fix it or to redo the test without them being involved or what, what would be, what's an example of these codependent things that you see? Okay. So an example that actually um, I heard about the other day was a parent whose child did something um, and this, this comes up all the time, but they got in trouble in school for whatever reason. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the parent comes in and tells off like the administrator about, <laughs> about um, how dare you do that to my kid, but really like the mm-hmm. kid was in the wrong. <laughs> and instead of allowing the child to experience like the consequences of their behavior as parents, we can like come in and, and try to get them to avoid the consequence. Cause it's, uncomfortable for us, for our child to, you know, feel those feelings of having done something wrong and then have to deal with what happens when we do something wrong. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking of sports. I'm like all those sports teams that people are on and their kids are yelling at the, I mean, their parents are yelling at the coaches because their kid didn't get played. Right. Their kid's the best. And right. that's what is in my head right now. Cause we mm-hmm. see it in Ontario for hockey, like non stop like it's insane and there's so many things that we touched upon that were so interesting about codependency um we were talking about what what are some of the like kind of like harmful things that can come out of a child who has not been given um the ability to gain confidence in independence um and that's a whole other thing that i just like that was Mm -hmm. like like you you (laughs) ahaed me there when we talked about confidence let's get back to that in a bit but like when a child moves out for the first time, let's say they go to university, college, and now all of a sudden they're dealing with these things and they don't have mommy right there. How do they cope? Right, right. And that that's the whole thing we want to avoid because, I mean, I work with a lot of young adults, people in their 20s who don't know themselves well enough and don't feel like they have the ability to cope with like difficulties that come up in life. And it's really like a shame for these people because these are the skills that children need to learn early so that they can bring them into their adulthood. Right. It's like, we don't realize, but our kids are, are are learning so much of this at such an early age and that's what carries with them. So we, as parents really want to give them the tools to be able to fly out of the nest rather than they get to this point in life where it's time for them to fly and they don't know how to do it. Right. Because they, we really haven't allowed them to because of all of our fears and our concerns and our feelings, you know, and that that's when it becomes really problematic. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapist anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash cat and nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash cat and nat. If you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I think, I think I've been saving my kid too much. 
mm-hmm. is it too late to change it or like it, it, it would probably seem overwhelming to go and change your relationship with your kid. I, I, and I think before you even answer that, like I know every parent right there because we've already had the privy to like in the teen and tween community, we had this conversation more in depth and we're kind of getting to when they're adults, but we have a lot of people who have babies or who are, you know, cause they're not in the teen or tween group. So they're listening to this and they're thinking, you know, what, at what point do you look at yourself or how do you assess? I am a codependent parent and does it, what age do we see that begin to really surface like, is this at babyhood? Is this at toddlerhood? Is this because for so long you're taught take care of your child, place it your child, to make sure they're okay, like just be there with them and attach it's like attachment therapy, the exact opposite, where you told you can't go wrong. How do we as parents reflect? Like, am I taking care of my child or am I saving my child? Yeah, like has anyone ever called themselves out or or they only call themselves out when, <laughs> when it's, it's too late? Too late. <laughs> okay, well, the first thing is it's never too late. Like I, I shared with you guys last time, I think that I work with parents of even like young adults, and I find that they can even make huge changes that help their child like begin to flourish once they take a step back. So really it can happen at any age that you can improve the relationship and also help your child thrive better in the world. But the younger you do it, the better. And codependency can come up at any particular point in time. And I'm going to say something that might be a little complicated here, but we tend to have a stronger reaction to um, our children's feelings and experiences about things when it's something that has happened to us in our life as well. So for example, like if our kid is going through something where like maybe they're being left out at school, like they're not part of like the cool group or something like that. And, and then, and all of a sudden we don't realize, but we maybe had that same experience or, you know, we, we were part of the cool group and we couldn't imagine not being part of the cool group. Right. And so we start having this reaction to what's going on with our kid. And then unconsciously we don't realize it, but like, we're actually trying to get our child to work through a lot of the stuff that actually is our emotional baggage that we're carrying. And this can happen from like really early on in life through the teen years. And so you want to be mindful that, um, you want to be mindful that when you're, when your child is going through something and you're having like a really strong reaction to it, it's probably because it's something about you and your experience and less about your child's experience. And that's what you need to learn how to separate. Is codependency another issue of control in a way? Like, are they hand in hand where it, you micromanage them I, it's such a comp because you know I think uh, on a whole we can understand um, codependency being not, just feelings, mm-hmm. but I really do equate it to little um, kids who really want autonomy. Like you know, at two years old, I do it, I do it, I do it. Right. They get mad or like, "Daddy, do it," "Mommy," like they really want control over mm-hmm. their own environment, sure. and it's easier to do it like just to pin them down and do it yourselves because yes. they take seven thousand hours to do it. So, <laughs> like, are Where's the balance between, because I think every, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like every relationship has an element of codependency to it because as a mother, it's also instinctual to care for your children. And I guess, how are we instilling the skills in them while also nurturing them? So it's like this push, is it a constant push pull of launching and 
catching and launching and catching? Or are there concrete examples where you're like, this is where you practice them feeling things at this age? I think it is a constant kind of figuring it out type thing. And I also think codependency to me is like, it's like on a, this continuum, like some of us are like a little bit codependent and then some of us are like a lot codependent. Right. And you kind of have to figure out like, where am I in this whole thing? Like how anxious am I about my children and their experiences? Like how often am I feeling activated by how, by what's going on with my child and how badly does that impact me? And then how do I act as a result of that? Like that's all the stuff that you kind of want to be looking at within yourself and activate you mean the feeling of like uh like a knee jerk almost where you're like i gotta (laughs) fix this i want to save them i don't want like so i'm just trying to i'm what i think i'm trying to get it is parents who are listening right now and obviously you have a book and you have a website but there is ways that they can look at those feelings that are coming up because they'll say like oh my god this is the okay who is there a way to be like, whose issue is this? How do we separate and reflect in those moments where we feel like we're, we want to knee jerk? Sure. Yeah. I think one of the things I talk about in my book so much is how to separate out what is me and what is my child. And that's the thing that we don't, I don't think we're taught often, but the reality is, is that whenever we're having an emotional reaction to something, it's actually always about me. It's never actually about my child. Does that make sense? Oh, wow. <laughs> say, that, say, say that one more time because okay. I think that my twin group could hear this major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is really important. My reaction is always about me. Okay. It's not about my child. So even if my child is doing something that's not okay, upsetting, makes me angry, it's actually still not about them. It's still about me. Okay. So I, as a parent, always have to identify, I'm feeling this way, not because you caused it. It might be connected with something that your child is doing, but you're, you have to take ownership of your feelings. You cannot put them on your children to, yeah. to explain, if that makes sense. So I have a, an example that happened this year. My um, Something mean happened to my son at school, mm-hmm. and I was so taken aback. Mm-hmm. I, I felt so sad for him. Mm-hmm. Like I felt, I felt like, you know, when you watch a sad movie, it was like that. It was like really sad. And I, I cried and I didn't want him to see that I, that I was, you know, upset. I, when I talked to him, I made sure I kept my shit together, but mm-hmm. I was, I'd never been so sad for one of my kids. Cause I just couldn't believe that he had to go through that. Um, but I knew that when I went to him, I had to be, I had to sort of follow his lead of the way that he had, but he actually was not that affected, you know, <laughs> he was like, yeah, he's like, kids are kids. Can they do things? You know? And I was just like, I just listened to him, but I'm like, I know I need to keep these emotions aside from him because he's not feeling so bad for himself. So I gotta, yeah. I gotta work it. Yeah. That's so, I mean, that's so good of you to recognize and realize and, and do that work to not let him like, take on because that's that this is another piece of codependency where our when we have lots of feelings and we share them a lot with our children they can have a tendency to take on our feelings mm-hmm. right and that can create a really like codependent relationship between us and our children and we have to be careful about that it's not that we shouldn't show emotion because we should i mean we want to show them we're human we're we're people and how we work through our feelings is really important too but we don't want to put our feelings 
on to our children. And that's like kind of nuanced, but it's really an important distinction. Uh, you know, I, I have a question and I, and I, this is where I struggle is it's like a personal therapy session, but I, you know, I have a, a younger child and since he was younger, we've always tried to figure out his learning because he has different learning needs. Right. And I know that what they, what they said to me, which kind of always stuck with me, the number one thing we look for with kids with learning challenges is confidence and social, emotional and depression. And, you know, those go hand in hand. And I was like, well, this is really hard because you got to, it's like when I'm constantly finding, I can see his confidence, you know, going this way. And I have to email the teacher and be like, listen, we're having trouble. He needs help again. Like where I think for parents with kids and I, and Listen, so many kids have different learning needs. Probably 80% go have learning needs and aren't even diagnosed with learning needs, you know, just on different extremes. But school is such an intricate part of their story. And if they're not doing well there and you have to step in, like, do you you know what I'm saying, right? Where, again, that's a push-pull, but how are we instilling confidence but helping them navigate? Can you help a little and get them to navigate together rather than just be like, good luck, buddy? Yeah, no, no. We don't want to like hang our kids out to dry and say like, it's all on you. No, it should be like, it should be this thing where similar to what you're saying, like you recognize the needs of your child and you're sharing that with their, with their teacher. I think that's actually really important. You know, like my, I want my, my, the teacher of my children to know the things that they struggle with. Like one of my daughters is not as good with, with emotional regulation. I think that's important for her teacher to help her with that because it's something that I'm helping her with. And I, I think it's great that you're sharing, Oh, you know, this is coming up more. I think he needs more support with this kind of thing. I do think that's great for parents. I think where it becomes problematic is when we don't ever let them learn how to speak up. And maybe down the road, when he's a little bit older, you start coaching him to share with the teacher. You know what? I'm actually having a really bad day today. I I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this assignment Um, or whatever it is so that he can learn to vocalize that for himself. And so that he's also in touch with what's going on internally. And can we touch like one of the big ones um, for me when we talked last time was people are. Always, Where did we talk last time? What did I say? No, in the teenage tween group when we when when we had in the teenage tween group, which we have wicked experts all the time. You guys, this is not just <laughs> that we like Alana is amazing, and if you're not part of the teenage tween group, you can go to catnet.ca and check it out because Alana's. Um, interview is still there and we have notes from it in blog posts. And I believe you're coming back again. I, uh, we have so many great experts like yourself coming in, but what was the one thing that hit? So, hit I mean, there was a lot of things, but I feel like, you know, having children, what you want your kid to be is you want them to have confidence in themselves and know themselves. Mm-hmm. And when we were having, and it's always like, what is the magic sauce that gives a, a child confidence in themselves? And, you know, we had uh, said before, if, if you always fix things for them, they won't be able to know that they're actually capable and to gain the confidence to do it, which is so like, is like, how do you get confident? People are like, be confident. We always <laughs> can't tell people to be confident. It's something that they, they learn. You're not born confident. It's because somewhere along the road somebody allowed you to do it yourself and then you felt uh, felt proud of yourself and then you you knew you could do it so let's talk about let's talk a little bit about like how this affects confidence in in children and human beings this message comes from bof sponsor ebay you'll know real when you get it it'll say ebay authenticity guarantee 
And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. Like, it's not, you you should not expect that your child should just naturally be a confident person. You have to expect that you actually have to help them learn how to be confident and experience confidence. And you do that by helping them see all of the really like amazing things about themselves that they may be unable to see. So giving them like experiences or um, situations that can help them like build slowly up to this point where they can feel like, wow, I can really do that. Or wow, I really understand this thing. You know, it's hard for us as parents. We're so busy. We're stressed out. We're, it's, it's just I know we all have a lot in our plate and I'm there with you. I have two kids myself, so I get it. But like, we have to sometimes stop and think like, how could I help my child feel really good about themselves without it being so obvious that I'm doing that, right? Like, how can I just like do something that says like, wow, look at, look at that and let them see for themselves. Like, yeah, I did that. And that's amazing. Yeah. That's what we want them to see. And some phrases that parents can use, because I, you know, we're so about take homes would be like, look at how capable you are. You just did, or look what you just completed. That was really hard, but you stuck Mm -hmm. with, because sometimes part of parenting is just mirroring what you want them to know, right? Because they, they don't always have the realization that they've done something hard or challenging, or, you know, I guess the words you're looking for is capable, um, like, let us know. Yeah. I'm like this capable and (laughs) well, yeah, I think what you touched on is talking about what you're seeing in terms of like their actual behavior. Like we have a habit, I think as parents also of saying like, great job, great job, you know, and, and that's nice, but it doesn't really speak to actually what's happening. And what you were just saying is much more concrete, like, wow, you really worked hard on that. 
is very different from great job. It's like acknowledging the effort one puts into something to me is way more important than the outcome. And we don't want them to be focused on the outcome. Like it's not as important the grade that they get as opposed to like how much effort do they actually put into this to this assignment, right? Wow. Yeah, that's it, a good we, We're listening in the Teen and Tween group so much, you and I. We're taking everything home with us. I know. Uh, mm-hmm. We once had a, a speaker on there, and she said, and you can help with, with this, because I think confidence, you know, there's a lot of empty empowerment that goes in, especially for girls, where it's like, you can do anything, you can be anything, just do you. Like, there's a lot of this empty, empty empowerment. And I guess my question is, you know, what, what do you think holds us back as parents for letting our kids be able to be competent, whether, you know, it's, I think a lot of parents are even like, when do I let my kid walk around the block by themselves? When do they cross the street by themselves? Or use a knife. Or use a knife by themselves or empty the dish. Why do I feel guilty letting them make their own lunch? Or eat a grape? You know, um, Chloe, uh, Kat's daughter, this, I was just thinking of an example is that you know, chores can be like, chores can be like annoying in the house and stuff. But if you find a chore, like we had talked about this before, if you find a thing in the house that your kid's actually good at, mm-hmm. then they, and then they, they have some empowerment in the house. Like, I'm good at that thing. Like, I'm really good at doing the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And Chloe, who's her youngest, is like, I am amazing at folding laundry. Like, <laughs> I am the best in the house at it. Good like, for her. And she doesn't feel like a loser that she's mm-hmm. folding laundry. She's like, I'm very good at that. She's so the most nice. competent of them all. I just need to let you know, Brock groceries <laughs> in today was putting them away. I'm like, you can eat your lunch first. Like, now nah, I'm going to put away the groceries first. And the, the, the nine-year-old sitting there just eating like a cookie. I'm like, can you take the lead from your five-year-old sister, please? But what, what I forget my question. I don't know, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's inside the house. Oh, how do we, how do we give them confidence? Mm-hmm. Where do we start with giving mm-hmm. them confidence? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really big question because... I don't know where it came from that we did everything and we feel guilty about not doing something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think last time we talked about like starting small with activities that like you're doing together with them to help build, help them feel like they know how to do something. And then so that they can get to that point where they're like, yeah, I can do this on my own. I don't, I don't need my mom to do it for me. Like, I know how to do the laundry or I know how to make that sandwich or whatever. And and every child is going to be so different in terms of like their development and what's appropriate for them, which I think is why every parent needs to really like understand the child that they have in front of them. If that, if that makes sense. Um, This is a a tougher one. And for older kids, and I know we also touched upon it in the teen or tween group, but because this is with the age where what you're talking about, having a codependent child, things kind of begin to really um, get dire because it might really impact their mental health and depression and kind of no identity as they're supposed to have this full identity. So let's just say you have a child with mental health challenges and not all of it is because of codependency, let's be honest. Right. Right. It becomes a more codependent relationship when you have a child who's using drugs or, you know, with mental health issues, because it's safety, not just about giving them confidence. So when, when the behavior has gone sort of really quite far and you need to keep them safe, so it would be a more codependent relationship, what are the ways we can unpeel that to give moms some tools to help their child in that position? Yeah. 
Okay. So this, I, I shared last time, a lot of my work came out of working with parents who were dealing with children who had mental health and substance abuse issues. And honestly, those parents, first of all, I just want to acknowledge them. They, I, they go through a lot and, and I really feel for them. Those relationships often become the most codependent because the child has so many needs and the parent is so fearful about like the situations the child is in and what could possibly happen. And that, that's where I often step in and I actually help these parents take many steps back from their children. Wow. Yes. And that <laughs> and must be so scary for them. It is so scary. And I'm telling you, like, there's times like I'm biting my nails along with the parents while we're like moving back. I mean, I've had children where they have run away from home and now they're living with their boyfriend who's using drugs and they're using drugs and, you know, or like, I can't even tell you the, the amount of situations, but what I will tell you is that in every single one of those situations that I have worked with, when the parent becomes less codependent and learns how to separate emotionally from their children, it becomes a much, much healthier relationship between them. Wow. And it gives the child actually so much more advantage to get well because they see their parent doing it and they're modeling that behavior to them. And, and actually the, like the child's like craving that from that parent. Like, I need you to separate from me. We're too enmeshed with each other, but nobody really knows how to do that. And that's kind of where I come in and help the parents learn how to step back and allow their child to fly. Alana, I do want to say to wow. the parents who I don't, I don't think parents are alone going through this right now. And I, I if you are, I, I, I don't think this is something you do without the help and guidance of a professional. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you don't just want to kind of go hands off and do this no. without someone. I just want to really preface that, that I think that it's with the help of somebody guiding you both through this. So, you know, mm-hmm. you, I'm sure, you know, the red alerts and when it's time to step back in and, you know, help them. But I think that that's probably one of, I think I got goosebumps oh, from just hearing. I was just going to tell that. her when she said that I literally got goosebumps on my arm <laughs> because I know you've dealt with it so much, but just imagining that you have this child that's like in it, like in Trump, like it's just so, it's so all encompassing. And then to think that you have to step away from them and that's a good thing is so hard. But I, when you say it, it, I mean, it clearly makes sense. And I think for a lot of people, another way to say codependency is also boundaries as a, as a parent and as a child. And at sometimes codependency as they get older becomes probably more and more so intertwined that it right. the, the lines get blurred because when they're younger, it's doing things for them. And I think what we always say as parents become, a, you know, kind of but budding, budding tweens, of budding teens, mm-hmm. it's like your parenting has to change. You yeah. can no longer stay as a parent of your five-year-old as you can of your 13-year-old because right. you can't do for them like you can do for them, you know? So right. it's this... It, your parenting has to change. And you know, I, in my book, I call that transitional parenting. And what I mean by that is like you as a parent are transitioning along as your child is growing. Like you are learning how to be a different parent of a different child as you see them developing. Mm-hmm. Because what happens, I think, is sometimes we just like stagnate. We, we, you know, we, have this child in front of us, we see them in a certain way, and then we just continue our parenting in a certain way rather than realizing like 
they're growing, they're evolving, and we need to grow and evolve with them. We can't just stay the same, you know? And that's, and so we as parents, like, we should feel uncomfortable a lot in terms of, like, needing, learning how to take those steps back. Often, as we see our children growing, like, we have to keep, like, taking that step back, taking another step back, and letting them feel, like, more and more empowered, right? Like, that's what we want. I remember you were saying um, another time when you're saying when you're codependent, you're not allowing your children to feel for themselves when they get into adulthood and they have to feel things. Often they turn to substance abuse because they they don't know how to cope with their feelings because they were they never right. had to. Right. <laughs> You'll hear yeah, a story absolutely. in the teeter tween. You'll hear a story in the teeter tween group um, about my daughter specifically where. <laughs> We talked about hard feelings and she is like, I am not going to get into drugs because you it's it's in the teenager. I won't repeat it. But I, that makes so, so much, much sense. sense. Like if I don't know how to handle my boyfriend breaking up with me, because every time it happened when I was at home, my mom just swooped me away and took me right. to a fun place. So I didn't have to think about Found it. me another boyfriend, that good mom. Well, it was hers. But she shared him. It was amazing. Let's go even earlier, guys, because I see this with babies and toddlers. They get upset and we distract them. Look over here, <laughs> do this rather than just letting them cry and yeah. or throw their tantrum. And like, and so that's like the kid, that's the baby infant toddler version of the teenager you're talking about, where we try to like put another carrot in front of them and are like, no, look over here. Instead of just saying to them, like, it does suck that you and your boyfriend broke up. Let's yeah. just be with how much it sucks, you know? And there's nothing we can do about things sometimes. We have to just let it be that something shitty happens and that that's okay, you know? I I think that we, we would be um, foolish not to tackle this because we're all in COVID and I can see the independence kind of sucked. Like when they went to school, I saw the independence and the confidence flourishing. In you those know? couple months when we were alive. Yeah, and my daughter, when she even got on online school, I saw a boost of energy mm-hmm. in her. And, you know, I, I, you have your own life. What a great feeling that is. But what, I mean, I... I am nervous of the the year that she has missed of growing, which is a huge year for both of our girls being mm-hmm. 11, 12, 13. Those are big formative years for a lot of us, even 14, 15, 16. And it's been a year of dependence, like a full year of like everything. Are they going to bounce back like nothing ever happened? Or are we going to have to take more steps to be aware mm-hmm. that our children are going to need a little push to get back to the, the independence they had? I mean, I will say, thank God children are resilient. I mean, you know, really back from things that I feel like as adults we even struggle with. But I do think like they are going to need some like weaning off of. I mean, I saw it with my own kids going back to school. It was like the amount of fear that they had as if this was like something crazy, you know, was just so different than it was in the past. And So yeah, it's gonna, all of these things are going to feel weird for our children at first, uncomfortable, upsetting, you know, awkward, all of that stuff. And we need to kind of give them some space with that, acknowledge it, validate it for them. And maybe they will need some like in-between-ish kind of stuff from us while they're transitioning. So maybe it's like, you know, they need to check in with us during the day when they're out where maybe they don't normally have to do that, but they feel a need to like connect with you because they're feeling uncomfortable from being out of the house for the first time or whatever. Um, But I would give space for that. What a great 
um, reason for a fresh start, though, to reassess how you, you know, it's kind of like you've been in for this time. And now all of us parents can reassess and say, you know what, we can call it what it is. It's been a really dependent year and you've relied on me a lot because we've all been together. You know, this is a really this 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 week going back to school is going to be really great for your confidence and for you getting your own, you know, I'm sure there's things we can say to them to frame it so they can see they're accomplishing hard things while we have in there. That's most of parenting, right? Reframing what they're saying and giving them a life lesson in there. Yeah. And just languaging it for them. Like, I imagine this is really tough for you. You know, you've been home with us so long. It's probably going to be difficult. You know, and letting them like hear that so that they can speak to that if that is the thing, or they might be like, actually, I feel great about it. And it's like, oh, okay, great. You know, but just know that you can share it if it if you are struggling with anything. I'm happy to hear about it. And don't take your fears, I'm assuming, and put them back on them because if right. you're gonna let them go, don't because you know, we're seeing we have seen that, that they're freaking their kids out about being back in public. Yeah. Right. Right. And the fear is real. Yeah, the fear is absolutely understandable. But as a parent, you have to like hold yourself back from vomiting that fear onto your kids. Like it's, it's just that that goes back to that idea of them taking on your feelings. We don't want our kids to take on our feelings. So you have to like go do what you have to do after. Go do that crying in the corner, or you know, you talk to your friend and you tell her how freaked out you are. Mm-hmm. But don't do it with your kid. You want them to feel good about what they're doing. They need to feel like you feel good about it too. Alana, I know you. We we have to let you go in a minute. But is there a lead? Is there usually a, a lead parent who's more codependent than the other? Like is is, is usually yeah, the mom. One hundred percent. I mean, I, 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 I just wanted mom to hear that, Alana, so they're not like not me. Trying to think of a think of a dad I know that is mm-hmm. as like entangled in their kids shit as 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 moms nope it's it is way. i've been i've been running a, a parent support group for teens that have substance abuse mental health issues for eight years now and i've only had one or two actually two at one point pa- fathers join i've had countless women be in the group but fathers wow. very rarely will come in and really say i have a problem and i need help yeah. So the number one thing codependent codependent women do is clear the emotional path for their children. You would say that is probably the biggest one, let alone driving them to and from and not making them feel uncomfortable. But it is the emotional path, which is probably the most damaging is what I hear you saying to yes. to kind of land the plane and wrap it all up so everyone can kind of hear what they're doing. Absolutely. And remembering that at any time you can make a change, you don't need to feel guilty about what you've done in the past. Just decide to make it different for the future. I love that. So don't go and cry and apologize to them that you've made them go to and you're sorry, but it's a new start. No, don't do that. It sounds like your book has so many of these things. And like you said, uh, there's transition, transitional parent transitioning in parenting. Is Is that in there? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Tra- oh, yes. I mean, guys, it's inevitable that you that your that your five year old is not your fifteen year old. So we need to have the tools to be able to um, parent in the way that is most beneficial to our children. Where can everybody find you? What's your book called? Let's. You should sell out. earplugs with your book. You know, toddler <laughs> moms who hear their kid crying and don't distract them. Like, just put your earplugs in and let them blow. That's such a good idea. Yes, everyone can find me. So my hands on Instagram is the codependent perfectionist. Um, and you can actually 
uh, type that in as the website too. It's either the codependentperfectionist.com or lanacarvalho.com. And my book is Raising Empowered Children, The Codependent Perfectionist Guide to Parenting, and it's available on Amazon. We didn't even touch on perfectionism, so we definitely need to have you back because perfectionism is a whole nother problem. Let's go talk about that in uh, the next time we get her in the teenage oh week. Because, because that was you, right? Yes, yes. You're a perfectionist. Absolutely. I'm the codependent perfectionist. I'm in recovery here, guys. I love it. And it's usually firstborns, I'm assuming. So <laughs> she goes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, thank, thank you so you. much for joining us. We will tag uh, you everywhere so people can find you. And have a you are great. you are just such a sense maker. You, you give us uh, goosebumps again today. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. I, I can't wait to talk with you again. Have a wonderful. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys.